Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. For Yolanda Jackson, the focus is female athletes. She's the founder and CEO of Yolanda L. Jackson & Associates, a sports marketing company that represents women athletes, a profession built on 30 years' experience. It specializes in working with companies and organizations, connecting them with Olympic and elite female athletes to host fundraising events, speak at conferences, and participate in sponsor-related projects. Some of those current projects include her work with the Council for a Strong America, recruiting athletes to become members of Champions for America's Future, a national organization of athletes and coaches who ensure that every child can compete in life. In the EY Women Athletes Business Network, a new global initiative designed to harness the often untapped leadership potential of women about to retire from sports. Her company is also supervising the global sports mentoring program at the Women's Sports Foundation. Speaking of the Women's Sports Foundation, before launching her own business, Yolanda spent more than 20 years at the organization, the brainchild of tennis great Billie Jean King. In recognition of her work with hundreds of female athletes, King created an award in Yolanda's name. The Yolanda L. Jackson Give Back Award is presented every year to an athlete who's given back to girls who are participating in sports. Before Billie Jean, there was Arthur Ashe, who recruited her to play a key role in the Arthur Ashe Athletic Association. Yolanda stayed on as executive director after his death. She was recently named to serve on the U.S. Olympic Synchronized Swimming Board of Directors and has been assisting with its development. Yolanda, welcome and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sandy. I'm so happy to be here. So I read that you got an undergraduate degree in sociology and a master's in industrial psychology. So uh, how weird do women's sports factor in that? How did I get that? involved in sports? <laughs> Very simple. I've been involved in sports all my life. I started when I was, I think, eight years old, seven or eight years old, um, running track. Ooh, that's young to run track. Run track. The uh, with the playground Olympics back in the day, mm-hmm. and um, my uh, my school had the summer program called the playground Olympics, and I excelled in track and field. Uh, I excelled in uh, back in the day. It was called a one hundred yard dash. Now it's the one hundred meters. Meter. Uh huh. So I did that. I did um, what was then called uh, the broad jump and a javelin throw. A Jill of all trades a there. A Jill of all trades, and I was, I was eight years old. Now I have five brothers. Well, I had five brothers. So and I was the youngest and the only girl. So my closest brother to me was a year and a half older than, than me, and I was just trying to keep up with him. I was just going to ask, are they, were they your athletic mentors? Well, I was trying to keep up with my brother, but I ended up up excelling. I ended up being better than him, and he was a little upset about that. But his friends loved it. You know, uh, I used to play um, softball with with his friends, and I was the only girl. Were you a tomboy? I was totally a tomboy, and Mm -hmm. I'm proud of it. Mm -hmm. And my mother encouraged it. But back in the day, that was unusual for a mother to want her daughter to Mm -hmm. be involved in sports. But my mother was involved in sports when she was younger, which was unusual also because back then, Mm -hmm. you know, women or girls did not uh, get involved in sports. So so she encouraged me. So that continued beyond elementary school and middle school. So you get to high school. Are you excelling in track and field? by high school, it was basketball. Okay. Then. It was basketball and volleyball. So um, I played basketball, played volleyball. Uh, and then I got involved in other kinds of sports like squash, um, tennis, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, I was involved in tennis practically through my high school years. Uh, skiing. 
um, uh, and I've been involved in in golf ever since. Well, um, did you ever entertain the idea of making sports a career, and did you expect to do something on the college level athletically? No and no, because back then you didn't have... What are you talking about, by the way? Give back, us a decade. Talking about the 60s. And my, my grammar school, initial grammar school, was a public school. Then I went to a, a Catholic school, and they did not have sports. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by high school, um, sports was uh, mostly basketball and volleyball for girls. So it was um, an activity, as it, opposed it, it to, was, in a sense, a passion or... But, but I do have to... Uh, say that uh, I was always watching women sports mm-hmm. and and my my idol uh, when I was in high school was Wilma Rudolph of course uh, Willie White Flojo they they were my they were my idols my role mm-hmm. models back then because they participated in the same uh, event a meter of 100 meters but why didn't you think you could be them I had a passing thought that I would like to be an Olympian, but I didn't have the resources back then. Uh, I didn't have it in school, uh, and I wasn't sure if I was good enough because I didn't have anyone to tell me that I was good enough. I, I, I did it because I enjoyed doing it. I ran because I loved to run. So I didn't think that I could. Um, that was not a dream that I had. I just knew that I loved sports and wanted to be involved in sports, and, and that was, I thought, my calling not the Olympics. And and as a result, uh, I've gotten to the place in my life where I have been uh, privileged to meet a lot of uh, Olympians and become friends with many of them. So uh, I may not have been able to be an Olympian, but uh, I guess this is the next best thing. All right. So you knew you weren't going to make a career mm-hmm. uh, being an athlete, but did you feel that you had to get involved with sports and athletics? professionally, um, career-wise? No, actually, that happened by accident. Oh, get out. Uh, no, it happened by accident. My first major job was working for the Federal Reserve Bank in New York City. Um, and, yes, because you have that master's in industrial science. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and, and better known as, as human resources. Uh, so I started working at the Federal Reserve Bank. Um, so I had uh, it had nothing to do with sports, um, and then when I left the bank, I, I started working. I worked with uh, for a while with a woman who had a um, arts company. Mm-hmm. Uh, she promoted original art pieces, and I worked with her in promoting um, art pieces. And we went around uh, the country in Europe to uh, different uh, um, galleries, art galleries mm-hmm. to promote art pieces. So I was involved in that for a while. Then I had my own PR business where I did PR for dance companies and for uh, minor TV personalities. I worked for a period of time at Essence Magazine in, in the PR department. So that was really what I thought my calling was going to be in, in PR communications area. And then I was taking a course at NYU because I was at that point, again, thinking in terms of where am I going to bring my my PR talents. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a course on, on sports management. And sports marketing. So I attended that, and there was a um, 
uh, a woman who came as a guest speaker. Her name was uh, Deborah Anderson then. It's now Deborah, Deborah Larkin. She's currently the uh, CEO of the Women's Sports Foundation. Uh, she came to speak about uh, uh, the Women's Sports Foundation and what it does to promote sports to all women and girls and um, how they were looking for people to... That's uh, Billie Jean King's organization. organization. They were looking for uh, people to volunteer to uh, work in the organization. I said, okay, I have some spare time. Let me check it out. So I went and I talked to Deborah. She uh, said she loved it, come and work. I, I, I think I went for two days a week uh, in the mornings. And I just loved it. Uh, I loved what they were doing. I loved the fact that they were uh, a sports-oriented organization. I liked that they were advocating for young girls and women to get involved in sports and talk, talk about the importance of physical uh, fitness and the physical education. So I just said, this is, this is a very interesting place to be. So I volunteered for about a year, and then uh, an opening uh, became available there to uh, manage a grant uh, a program for for girls, where uh, it was a, it was called Tampax Grants for Girls program, and so the, the whole program was to create uh, opportunities for girls to get involved in sports. So I managed that for a year. If you're just joining us, my guest today is Yolanda Jackson. She's the founder and CEO of Yolanda L. Jackson and Associates, a sports marketing company that specializes in representing women athletes. So you're at the Women's Sports Foundation founded by Billie Jean King. Mm -hmm. Did you get to be best buds with her? I am honored to say yes. Oh, how cool was it working with her? Oh, man. Billie is without a doubt the most incredible woman I have ever met, except for maybe Rosa Parks. Okay. but um, she is amazing, and the work that she's doing is so phenomenal. And and she is, uh, she's there's no stopping her. She is she is doing an amazing things, and she will always do amazing things. And her 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 passion is promoting sports to everyone, you mm-hmm. know, girls and women. But but certainly uh, the reason that she started World Team Tennis is to get the uh, the gender together, having um, women play with, with the guys. So um, you working with her opens up so many doors. You can see what oh, the yes. possibilities are for, yes. pe- for, for women. Yes. She's... She's a saint. She totally is. So you were there how long? I was there for 23 years. Oh, good Lord. Uh Mm -hmm. And it was that point when you left that that you said it's time for me to open up my... Yes, it it was. And and, um, just to give you some personal information about myself, and one of the reasons why I left, I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer eight years ago. And that is something that helps put your life in perspective, you know. So I decided, "Mm, you know, I, I think I would like to do some things on my own that I really want to do. Under that same umbrella. Under the same umbrella. Female sports. Female female athletes. Female athletes. I just felt if I ever left the foundation that I wanted it to be something that involved women's athletes, and that's what I'm doing. So it's kind of interesting that despite that heavy-duty diagnosis, you were ready to go out on your own, even though that might not have lasted very long. I didn't think that way. 
good for you. I've never thought that way. Even even getting the diagnosis, I never thought that I was going to be a statistic uh, before five years. Or so. mm-hmm. I never I never thought that. Uh, I just uh, decided to live my life each day, reorder my priorities and, and what was important to me. And that's what I did. So I just took that to another level. Because the Women's Sports Foundation is not the Women's Tennis Foundation. It was all sports. It was all sports. sports. So now you leave and you start your own company. How did you have the nerve to do that? Because in 20-some-odd years, you build relationships. So I have built relationships with some of the most credible athletes in the country and, 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 and some internationally. Name us. Name me some. Who have uh, you worked with? Well, I've worked with Jackie Joyner Kersey. I've worked with just about every tennis player, a major tennis player. Um, I've worked with the, the soccer team. I've worked with the basketball teams. I've worked with gymnasts. Professional and Olympic athletes. Yeah, professional and Olympic athletes, champion, uh, world-class uh, champion athletes. Uh, you name a sport, I could probably tell an, tell you what athlete I've worked with in mm-hmm. that sport. So uh, in the time that I was at the Women's Sports Foundation, with um, uh, working at different practice and events at the foundation, and I calculated at one point that I had had communications with close to 3,000 athletes during that time. Since I've I started my own company, I've, I've worked with over 300 athletes within the last three years. What do you do? I'm working with the, the Council for America's uh, or Strong America and getting athletes uh, involved in projects and events um, uh, projects and events and policies dealing with at-risk kids. I'm working with uh, a major communications company to get athletes to participate in a champions panel that's coming up in September. I'm working with another uh, organization who's celebrating the 20th anniversary of, the, of their nonprofit existence. So I'm working and in getting in athletes involved in that project. So it's a kind of giving back for the uh, athletes in a way. It's a kind Is of it? giving back. And, and again, these are the kinds of things that uh, athletes love to do. It's speaking to their interests, it's speaking to their passion, uh, it's speaking to the, 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 what they feel is important, to, as you say, give back to girls. Uh, many of them are mothers, so it's important that they do things because of their own children. We've had athletes who have authored op-ed pieces for newspapers in their city that talks about the importance of summer camp programs for, for kids because of the lack of um, sports uh, in schools now. That's one of the first things to go, it seems, if there's it's money, one, whether it's art, right. music, and phys that's ed. Right. That's right. So there are a lot of athletes, especially athletes who are mothers with uh, who are passionate about the fact that they, they, they want their children to have access to sports and programs. So mm-hmm. they are very excited about promoting these kinds of things. So I'm working with people like Dorothy Hamill, who's in, involved in, in the some skater. of the projects. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, it's all, they're all ages, all sports, um, uh, Olympians, Paralympians. Uh, I work with all of them. What is it that's not being done enough? I feel that um, it is education. Uh, and I feel that um, as far as women athletes, I don't think that they are used enough to promote these kinds of uh, uh, issues and programs. Uh, I think corporations would be really well served in thinking in terms of female athletes. Come on, you know, Yolanda, it's 2016. I can't believe that this seems to be a recurring theme in my show that I keep saying to women, for goodness sake, it's 2016. It's a recurring I mean, how thing. long has, you know... Um, 
Serena Williams been out there in on Hope Solo and all these names mm-hmm. that we know. What what's the problem here? The problem is that many of the corporations, many of the sponsors don't feel that women sell sports. They feel that the men sell sports. If you if you look at um, uh, I'm going to give you an example. It's not a very good example, but it's the example a lot of people are using now between the WNBA and the NBA. Okay. They, uh, uh, you can find an NBA team that is in the cellar. It's in the basement and, and have been. I mean, look at the Knicks last year or this year. Well, let's not. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but the stands were consistently filled. Okay, and you don't, you don't. They were even. Oh, they yeah. were. Okay, oh, and 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 the same with the Nets when when they were having losing teams. Okay, so when you look at the, some of the WNBA teams and their games, you know you can probably find the same number of uh, attendees, but all of a sudden the WNBA is not doing well. But they are, and and they're celebrating the twentieth anniversary this year. And the NBA took seventy five years to really uh, establish themselves, mm-hmm. and this is twenty years. And they're saying that oh, the WNBA is folding. Well, guess what? They've been saying that for twenty years, and they're still alive and kicking. But how do we change mindsets? What is it that we can do? I mean, women have been athletes for a really long time, and they become, you know, bold faced names through the Olympics mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I don't understand. I think. It, I it, mean, it's, why can't you convince people? It's important to support women's sports and support women athletes. And how do we do that? What are we not doing? Buy tickets to the to the WNBA games. But it's not only the WNBA. Go to the the, uh, the tennis matches or what the U.S. Open. The, those seats are full. Those seats are, when the, when those, a woman is playing. Those seats are full, but how many of them are sponsor sheets? So, you know, I mean, there you know a lot of them are sponsor sheets, and unfortunately, if if you are uh, a regular person looking to get tickets to the U.S. Open, sometimes you can't, or you have to pay an extraordinary high amount of money for it. You have to make it affordable for the women, and you have to you have to make it attractive for the women, and they have to they have have to see a reason to do that. And and why they don't see that, I don't know. We have the most extraordinary women athletes that we've ever had uh, in the history of sports. Uh, look at the Olympics. The 1996 Olympics is what put the women athletes on the map. Women athletes came away with a mother load of gold medals from the 96 Olympics. Yeah, and so well, what's your point? And all of a sudden, I was getting phone calls that they wanted to have athletes do do this do that and and promote things. So So you do you act as an agent? I'm not an agent and I want that to be made clear. I am not an agent. I am I, I am not at the point in my life where I want to work 24/7. <laughs> no. But I, what I do is I, I connect uh, athletes with events, projects, and opportunities. I work in some cases with their agents because I have developed relationships with them over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's hot? Well, it depends on what sport you're talking okay, about. Okay, name, you know, all right, who's hot in tennis? Well, of course, it's Serena, Madison Keys, mm-hmm. Sloane Stevens. Is that the uh, sport Allison for Risk. women? In terms of the it's fact the that they can capitalize on it more than another it's sport? It's the sport that pays women equal amount of money as the men. And and again, that is because of Billie Jean and Venus. They were the ones who championed for equal uh, uh, pay for the Grand Slam events. If it wasn't for them, uh, the women still wouldn't have that. But by virtue of the fact that there is no equivalent for females with the NFL, where are we going to get our women athletes in terms of money? The NFL is 
untouchable in terms of what football players make. What's the they, female they, they, version of that? There well, isn't they, one. Well, I tell you that the NBA, it, they they pay their players much more than the NFL. Okay, so but the WNBA, name a WNBA player. I mean, how many people know who they are? They certainly know the UConn women in terms they, of college they know the ball. Women, they, they know the Brianna Stewart's. They they know the Maya Moores. They they know the uh, Sue Birds and the Swin Cashes. But the basketball players... Why aren't they more well known? They are doing the Olympics, and and do we I, have to hope that that might change something? Although, well, you know what? I don't know. I mean, Jackie Jonah Kerr. She told me once it was right before the '96 Olympics, and she said, "Yolanda, she says the only time sponsors come to me is before the Olympics." You know, um, and then and, she's persona non grata. And, and then after the Olympics, you, you don't hear from them until mm-hmm. until the Olympics come around again. And 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 mostly it's it's the Summer Olympics. But then you know, I, I've seen some incredible progress with the USOC, and I've seen some of the ads uh, for the upcoming Olympics in um, in Rio. And I remember noting back uh, in 2012. Um, that uh, that was the first time that I had seen ads, both print and and media ads, uh, TV ads, focused on Paralympians. I had never in, in the whole twenty some odd years that I've been involved in, in women's sports, I had I had never seen that much exposure of of, of of the Paralympians, and I'm seeing again now, especially with BMW, the ads of BMW uh, hats now, and again it's 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 the sponsorship. Is the promotion, mm-hmm. is the marketing of the uh, of the athletes of the female athletes, and it's what's going to get um, the eyes for TV. It's what's going to what are the viewers going to see? What what are they going to be looking at? We didn't even include gymnastics or the, or mm-hmm. golf, LPGA, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's also we can move into the fact that why aren't there more women doing the color commentary? Also, I mean, there are females, certainly not ubiquitous, but what's What's the problem? Because it's run by men who are just have no well, vision, or well, you, you know. And, and I think I, I remember when we were when I was at the Women's Sports Foundation, and we were talking about this about um, that things probably won't begin to change until those who are in decision making positions. Uh, I mean, become, until we have a woman president, become fathers, <laughs> you know, become fathers uh, of daughters, and and I have seen that. I have seen how uh, the mindset had changed. Just for example, with um, little league um, baseball, you know, with girls playing baseball, you know, this whole thing about needing to wear a cup or whatever, you know, this nonsense back in the day. Well, it, all it took was a father of a little girl who wanted to play baseball to bring a suit, a Title IX suit, against a team that that said, no, okay, fine, let's throw that out. That is not going to be part of our, our, our requirement. So that's what it takes. It takes men who are going to stand up for the fact that, that it's important that women have equal access, equal promotability, equal marketability uh, uh, as the boys, and make decisions based on that. If you're just joining us, my guest today is Yolanda Jackson. She's the founder and CEO of Yolanda L. Jackson & Associates, a sports marketing company that specializes in representing women athletes. In your career, would you have to say that the women's soccer team was one of the most pivotal changes in women's sports? What those women did what on the, the field, on the world, the World Cup, yes, yes, absolutely. what they did for Abs- female athletes absolutely. is is just absolutely astronomical. Ast- absolutely, 
that didn't seem to have staying power. Well, and it almost seems that there hasn't well, been anything since. Well, of course, and you saw what happened. I mean, they had to bring a suit because of the uh, unequal pay, you know, that they that they were getting. So, with a lot of the. Um, Team sports, you know, and Olympic sports. You not only have the USOC, but you have the international federations who make a lot of the rulings. So it's that way with tennis. It's that way with soccer. It's that way with a lot of the Olympic sports. So, um, And when you have governments who put lots of money into your sports training programs, they have a, they have a huge say. I mean, we, we don't – our government doesn't finance our sports. The USOC doesn't uh, get money from the government. But those countries that do, you know, they have to answer to that. So, you know, you have, you know, in some cases, you know, the hands are tied. But what the uh, soccer players were able to do this uh, with the World Cup, it's, it's been incredible. And and the, the parade and, and the, the media. And, you know, I've talked to some of the uh, the players uh, before, during, and after. And uh, they were they were just ecstatic. Some of them are retired because they said, you know. What's not, after this? Not, yeah, exactly. Nothing, there's, nothing yeah. More, there's nothing more to prove. Going into the Olympics, we have some amazing athletes who are um, – expected to do very well. We have our synchronized duet team, and they are looking to medal for the first time since uh, 2008. Are you hopeful? Are you encouraged? Are you optimistic? Um, I am always optimistic. Uh, I always, I, I'm, I'm a, gla- a glass half, half full, full person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I have seen changes in the years that I've been involved, but I haven't seen them happen fast enough. Will the change happen in my lifetime where women will be getting equal pay or equal, equal attention, recognition? Equal recognition? I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. I, mm-hmm. th- I think it's, 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 it's very slowly happening. And again, it's going to take uh, those in position of, uh, of authority to make those decisions and uh, maybe more women in in um, uh, in, in positions of the, uh, making decisions for for say what goes on mm-hmm. what goes on the air you know what sports are covered on the air you know um, that it still is not in the hands of, of a lot of women. It's still men are still making those decisions, and you know if, it, if it's a um, choice between covering a men's golf event as opposed to a women's, you know the the, the men are going to get it. You no know, kidding. I I remember asking an agent once um, of a. Um, Pro a women's professional golfing um, athlete. I said, "Well, why, why, why aren't you promoting so and so for for the clubs?" He says, "Because it won't sell. the uh, The male athlete promoting the um, product will sell, but the women promoting it won't." You know, there you have it. You know. Well, let's hope that something changes. I hope so. Sooner rather than later, and with women so. like you around. I hope so. I hope we so. need more women like you around. Yolanda, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really glad I got to get to know you, and it was a great topic to discuss. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm glad to uh, to be here, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. You're very welcome. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women, and please go to our iTunes store page. Leave a rating and a review, and if you have a woman you think we should meet and interview, contact us at sandykleinshow.com. (laughs) 